The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. It irritates me when I think of some of the small business entrepreneurs. When we try to find solutions for things, I think the people who are out there in the middle of it are the ones best suited to try and come up with answers. I wish that there was a general funnel of information that we could take some of the things that that we hear from you, the people in the business world, and get it to those in Washington making the laws. Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards. Sorry. What? Well, we all know it's you. What number are we at now? (laughs) Sorry. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Miss E's here, too. Uh, episode 116. Wow. Of like uh, 40 Acres and a Fool. Sweet 16 meets... Uh, meets... I don't know what. Willard Scott wishing us a 100th birthday, I Probably. guess, right? Something like that. Yeah. So it's been a couple of weeks. Sorry that uh, we've been away. The good news is we've been really productive uh, on the farm and so at stuff, home. We have stuff to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, there's been lots of stuff going on, so much so that uh, we just haven't really had time to do a podcast. Last week, our oldest daughter came to visit uh, Missy, and the kids went away for a couple of days. And, uh, and so we were going to do a podcast before they left, but uh, that didn't happen. Now we got so, busy with packing and stuff. Yeah, and you went to Mountain Lake Lodge in uh, outside of Blacksburg, Virginia. It's in Pembroke. Pembroke. B-R-O-K-E. So Pembroke, Pembroke, however they pronounce it. Okay. Staunton is pronounced... No, Stanton. Stanton. Is, no, it's, no it's, it's, it's spelled Staunton, like L-A-U-R, like Laura would be yeah. Laura. It's S-T-A-U, so but you it's think it'd be Staunton, but it's Stanton. pronounced Stanton. So who knows what they do with Pembroke. Um, but yeah, but uh, so we got there, and we started walking around. And um, Now, keep in mind, again, the name of the place is Mountain, Mountain Lake, Lake Lodge. Lodge. And we'll put some emphasis on, on lake. the lake. Because... <laughs> And truth be told, now there is a, a, a listener follower on uh, who follows us on the a podcast and on Corny Goat Farm, and he's like, oh, no, 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 it's beautiful. I'm like, yeah, it was beautiful. The lodge is really cool. Uh, the pool is kind of small considering the maximum capacity is 320 guests considering all together that there is no more lake. Like, yeah, no there hasn't lake. been a lake of consequence since 2005. There was some pondish stuff in 2008 and maybe some other in 2014 because someone sent me a photograph. But, yeah, this 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 big, green, rock-filled, tree-brushed basin thing that like used to be a lake. It's a meadow. Uh, the dock goes out into it. The gazebo looks over it. <laughs> and if you look really carefully, if you go to the gazebo and look off to the right, I think... You can see the cinder blocks that, um, oh, Johnny Castle, but no. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze had to stand on when they were doing the water scenes. Yeah. With hip, so that they could do the flip, the lift oh. without maybe feeling uncomfortable. 
But if you notice, so he they they they're up to their necks in the water, yeah. and then all of a sudden they go to a point where he's a little higher. Uh -huh. well, he's standing on cinder blocks in the water, and they still have the cinder blocks. The cinder there. blocks the are still out in the lake. Blocks had well, because so, in 1986 when they filmed the movie, the water was in the lake. Right, and it the was movie an lake. that you're talking about is, is of course Dirty Dancing. Yes, so Dirty Dancing was filmed at Mountain Lake Lodge, which most is cool. Of it. Actually, most, most of it. Some of it was filmed in North Carolina. I'm just, I'm all right. When I'm being pedantic here, I'm just. No, I was. Just, I was surprised. Overview. Like I went to the front desk and I said, "So." Um, and I may have oversold the lake part because I just assumed that there was a lake there because the name of the place is Mountain Lake Lodge. But so. if you've ever seen the, I think it's, I don't know whether it's Three Stooges or Abbott and Costello, they do this whole never assume because you make uh, yeah, an ass yeah, out yeah. of you and me. I know. But you guys still had a good time. We did have a fun time. Uh, they have their treetop adventure thing. So they have like the world's tallest inflatable water slide which had a part that was missing and uh they also have the treetop adventure which is kind of like a zip line ropes course which um i'm afraid of heights and i and i played the cancer card because i was afraid that after i got up there i'd either wet my pants from being afraid of heights or just not be able to do the strength stuff yeah like kid one and kid three were like plowing through that thing and kid four just gave up after the first try to climb up he was like okay. yeah he was gonna do something else but they were all sold out of it so he was like yeah i'll do it with everybody else and he was the first person to get up and he tried to get to the top platform and he was like no i'm not doing this <laughs> and uh and kid five even though she was like shaky by the end of it she she rocked it she finished the whole entire course so but it was cool because uh we weren't that far from where kid two lives so mm -hmm. he was able to come up and join us for the day and hang out and we went in the little pool and the boys were playing and so it's 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 nice it was much cooler there's no humidity the whole place doesn't have air conditioning but you don't really need it yeah like the first night i thought oh how 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 primitive there's no air conditioning in any of the buildings <laughs> oh joy but I actually woke up because i was cold ah and all the windows were open. And it's like 90-something degrees here, but it's like mid-70s where you it were. It was. So. The high on the second full day, the, the second day that we were there, I guess it was the first full day, it was only going to be 76. Okay. And none of our kids were like, water slide? Pfft, it's too chilly for that. So now, you know, now it makes more sense why people would head to the mountains in the summer, right? And yeah, every other summer getaway, if you could get away, you got away yeah. from Washington, D.C. or even, you know, but Richmond I, or, or this part of Virginia. I think that place was seriously cool in like the 40s and 50s and 60s because it's been there since the 1800s. Right. Um, and the, the, the rock part of it, the, 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 the rock the, mountain the big, lake lodge, the okay. big lock. The big it was lodge. started off as wood in like 18 something and then they actually built the, the, current building in like 1919 1920 something like that okay um and that's cute they have little signs this is where baby's family stayed this is the this is where they did all the because the, there was a gazebo and this uh. is where the the first opening scene with the dancing was and this is the best view and so they had like little spots all over where they had these little hey this is something from the movie um but if i ever wanted to go to a lake lodge yeah, right. ever again i won't go there if we want to go into the mountains for a weekend, maybe. Oh, maybe. Okay. Uh, but if I want to go to a lake, I'm going to pick someplace a lot closer that to. That actually has a lake. That has a lake. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of disappointing. It was. It was, uh, a, it was a beautiful place. I'm not going to diss it. It was a beautiful place. The food was really yummy. They have a farm-to-table restaurant called Harvest, and the food was absolutely delicious. Um, even the bar food, which was like sandwiches and like I got a cheese plate, was really, really good. Mm. Uh, we we had a room with a fridge and a microwave, so I plan I packed uh, snacks and, and breakfast, lunch stuff, and then we ate dinner out. 
it was a nice place to go to, but they need to change the damn name to either Mountain Liar Lodge or Mountain Lakeless Lodge or something. Mountain Meadow Lodge. Mountain Meadow Lodge. Well, I was thinking they have to keep the L because they have the MLL as part Mm. of their Logan thing, so. But Mountain Liar Lodge sounds really bad. (laughs) That does sound really bad. And they're not liars. There was a lake there. At some point. I was just the guy who uh, assumed, and again, I'm sorry about no, that. No, no, it's a place that pretty so place. The, the other, don't like lakes. The other disappointing thing that uh, we have going on right now is we've got these great tomato plants going in our front garden. I mean, in the back garden, too. Everything looks pretty good. But uh, front garden, we have the raised garden beds. Tomatoes are huge. we got you know nice, big, juicy green tomatoes that are all getting rotten Not on the of end them. of one of the beds. One of the beds, we have some blossom and rot, and there are a couple of things that I looked up on. So we filled those raised garden beds with soil that had some built-in fertilizer, and it may be that it's too rich for the tomatoes. So that's one strike. Um, the other is that uh, even though I used uh, eggshells for the calcium, maybe mm-hmm. I didn't put in enough when I transplanted them, assuming because we had the whatever. Mm-hmm. And the other problem with blossom enrot is water, like insufficient or in... It, it, too much. Problem, like too much water, not enough water, like just not sufficient. And I read that they should only be getting a half an inch to an inch of water a week Mm. now that they're fruiting, so we probably don't need to be watering the front beds so much. I'm going to go ahead and top dress everybody with some eggshells because we save them for the calcium to feed back to the chickens and for tomato and pepper plants. Um, it's not happening down here where the, the, the soil is just yeah, regular dirt. they can't dirt. see, by the way. They can't yeah, see I'm pointing. here. You're right. Yeah, so it's not happening in the main garden where we have the tomatoes and peppers because we just... It's just our regular dirt. Right. It's just whatever the Virginia red dirt soil happens to be. But in the front, we've got the fertilized raised bed special soil combo thing, and I think that's a problem. I I think you're right. So hopefully it'll be uh, limited to that one bed and, uh, you know, just a couple of plants. But um, it's something we're definitely keeping an eye on. The other thing that we're keeping an eye on are these little itty tiny bitty eggs that are on our some of our pumpkin leaves right now. And uh, somebody else uh, who follows us on, uh, follows the Corny Goat Farm uh, account on Instagram said something about how they have a problem with uh, trying to grow tomatoes because of the squash bugs. And we have now been exposed to squash bugs. We they, got, they have problems growing tomatoes? No, potatoes. Or Potato. uh, pumpkins. Pumpkins, sorry. okay. We were just talking about tomatoes. We were. Pumpkins. Yes. Meant pumpkins. Okay. Potatoes was the wrong word. So, Alrighty. Yeah. Um, so they have a problem with squash bugs all the time. Mm. What's the matter? Okay. Nothing's the matter. Uh, so, yeah, so we've been squishing squash bug eggs and, and, peeling, them and peeling them and kind of set them on fire and making them pop. And Squash bugs look like stink bugs. So at right. first I didn't realize that they were squash bugs, and I was just kind of like, get out of here, you Yeah, so if buggies. you see like these tiny, it looks like tiny little bronze dots on a on a leaf. On and, the leaves. And, and you'll, in you'll be in patterns, right. Yeah, small little groups. Uh, and so those are the those are the eggs for the uh, the squash bugs. So you want to squish the squash get rid bug of them. eggs. All, and, uh, yeah, get rid of the, the, the little things. Even if you have to tear off a little bit of the mm-hmm. leaf that it's on, just get them out of your garden. Yep. Uh, we're going to probably go ahead and buy something. I think there's like some pirate brand organic sort of insecticide stuff that I've heard good things about. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it right now, and it's I don't like, want to say it's like Pirate Rons like, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's something but, weird. It's <laughs> something like, weird like it's that. A, I know, and I, 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 my friend uses it, and I was like, really? Yeah. That works? And 
she swears by it for the past couple of years, and now we actually have to probably break down and get some. So Yeah, so hopefully that'll be uh, kept under control. But otherwise, we would love to know how your garden is growing this summer. I'm sure that many of you are already getting your tomatoes and your peppers, because like, we're about six weeks behind, we're behind so, but, else, uh, but We're going to get our first pepper here soon. We've got one of the odas that are it's turning purple. It's almost completely purple and ready to go. That'll be the first pepper from the garden. But we'd love to hear how your garden is growing. 40acrefool at gmail.com is the email address. We're going to stick around, but we got to step away for just a moment or two. But there's much more to come. So we'll be right back here on 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. So it's funny, as we're talking, I'm thinking like of more disappointments. So another disappointment that we have right now is we still don't have any bleeping eggs from our chickens. Yeah, and we haven't had a snake in a while, and the temperature has come down so that I would think that it wasn't a heat thing. I mean, it's thing. hot, but it's not hot, it's overly not hot. Like, it's not 100 you know, degrees. Right. It's like 80s-ish, yeah. maybe, today. And we're not talking like... We've gone from 10 down to 3. We're talking like zero eggs. Yeah, we haven't had eggs in I don't even know how long. And I've actually, I'm looking down the channel. I'm actually looking down to the run because some of the younger, stupider girls have actually laid eggs out there. But we just don't have any. I actually, I gave them a one-week warning yesterday. I said if they don't start laying eggs, I'm going to start processing chickens. I'm going to just go get some more. Well, there you go. The only thing I can think of is maybe we need to start giving them more protein. Maybe they need more crumble. they, They get a full... A full bin, like oh, at least once a week. I know. And I mean, then that's they get the thing. Bird seed, black oil, sunflower seeds, and then they get the Purina lay in a crumble, which has like all the vitamins yeah, and minerals and everything they need to lay an egg. They're just not doing their job. Right. So, again, if anybody has any advice on what happens when your entire freaking flock just goes on strike. stops and right, what do you do? Uh, and what are the causes? Again, we'd love to hear from you, 40acrefool at gmail.com. But enough of the. Uh, uh, the disappointments and the struggles. There, there has been some some good news uh, on the farm over the past couple of weeks, including a little bit of relief, I think, as far as your hearing goes. Right? Yeah, I'm super stoked about these. Like, I have like these little. All right, so to back up, um, I've been having problems with tinnitus. I complain about it to you all the time, but I don't necessarily... You complain about complain it on the podcast it. a couple of times. It's, but it's a non... It's never-ending. It's this thing. Yes. And so my oncologist said I should talk to an audiologist and have my hearing tested. And it turned out that the high-end uh, girls' voices, children's voices, that scale is totally shot. And so I needed to actually get hearing aids as a result of chemo messing up my ears. And I have... The tinnitus is a result of the hearing loss, not the other way around. Mm. But it's hard to tell that you... So the the sound in my ears is so loud sometimes that I can't tell whether 
it's because, or, or it's hard to tell whether I, I can't hear because the sound of my ears is so loud and I'm, I'm like, that's overpowering everything or there's something else going on. But it turned out that yes, I have significant hearing loss and I got these super Star Trek cool run by an app with my iPhone kind of uh, hearing aids that also work like earbuds so I can play uh, tinnit tinnitus sort of sound in the background mm -hmm. with little water and chimes and random things so it sort of trains my brain to not keep listening to the high pitch squeal of the ringing in my ears mm -hmm. I can also like turn on my iPod and I could be listening to music <laughs> in my head no one else can hear it and that's kind of weird like I, I'm I, I don't know how often I'm going to use that feature but it's it, these are pretty cool I have to say 21st century earworms um, right and let's see the other good news is your hair keeps growing out uh, you have a part in your hair today for the first time I well think. that's because I think last night I got so annoyed with it I like I washed my hair and I conditioned it and I slathered it with Moroccan argon hair oil and then I just started brushing it as flat as I yes. could try to get it so but it's there you've got a part yeah I do and it's sort of calmish it's sort of stuck in place it really is like this you're going to get into the awkward phase for a little bit. but It's a gray fro. A gray fro. It's a total It doesn't look fro-ish today. No, it's kind of calm. I feel like I'm I'm like rocking the Clark Kent. You know how he's like trying to calm his hair down? He always yeah. has that little escaped curl. Yeah. I'm feeling like that's what I'm, I'm channeling my Clark Kent. You were Kent going, yeah, because you were going with the uh, Alice. You are going with the Ann B. Davis for a while, but it, that it doesn't that doesn't look like that anymore. No, thank goodness. I didn't so, really like that one. I know. You'll probably have the, the Florence Henderson. I don't know why I'm sticking with Brady Bunch references, but uh, you actually had the Mike Brady fro for a little bit. Yeah. And remember the, when Mike Brady had the fro? Yeah, I remember. He was the second Mike Brady. I no, think. it was one was the same the Mike Brady. Yeah. Oh, no, that's right. There were two different Darrens. Darrens. There was one the Mike Brady. Yeah. Yeah. There can be only one. I know. Mike Brady. I got it. But he did have different hairstyles. Yeah. He went from the calm, sedate Mike to the swinging 70s fro the, Mike. I look, so the first thing that kid one said when she got off the plane yeah. at the airport was that I looked like my dad. <laughs> he and, said something about looking like a beardless Bob Ross, too. Yeah, a little bit like that. I'm, I don't care. I'm, I'm letting it grow because I just want my hair back. So hey, you know what? I'm going to let it go, let it fro, let it do what it wants to do. I've been bald since almost the day we met, and, yeah. uh, you know, that's not coming back. So I think you look great. Thank and you. But you liked me when I was bald. So it's not I did. Quite, that's kind of cool. I'm just happy you're here, babe. Yeah, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not dead. Like, I'll, exactly. I'll take my Star Trek earphones where I can, like, listen to sounds that you guys can't even hear. and uh, You're kind of like a bionic woman now. I'll take my super thick fuzzy fro. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a little bionic. I'll take that. So, I'm alive. I don't care, you know? Yep. So, uh... It's all good. Yeah, so I'm hopefully... I'm to experience that wickedly evil hot sauce I uh, made this Okay, weekend. so that's something else that uh, is good news after... Percolating and fermenting for well, gosh. the first jar, the first jar was dated dated uh, six twenty eight of last year. Last year, twenty sixteen. Yeah, and so, so we percolating and, for a little bit more than a, a year. And in then some the cases. last jar of uh, peppers that I got was the last frost. So it was late October. Okay. So those peppers have been fermenting between June and October of twenty sixteen. 
and you finally turn them into hot sauce. Finally turn them in. And it's funny because, like, so the previous batch, which I guess since we didn't make it and we didn't make hot sauce in 2016, this is a 2015 batch, mm-hmm. that was significantly more orange. This is greener because um, out of the 14, no, 13 quarts of peppers, four and then some of two others yeah. were just ghost habanero and garlic cloves in a quart jar. Ghost okay. peppers, habanero. So we have four solid jars of that. We have five jars which had some poblanos, some jalapenos, and a lot of garlic, and I think a couple of random other sweet peppers, but not too many. Okay. Most of them were jalapenos, poblanos, and some, uh, I think there might have been a couple of Hungarian waxes. Okay. And then there were two quart, half gallon jars that were, the bottoms were packed with habanero ghosts. The center layer, which was a good three inches, was like at least 20 garlic cloves, and the mm-hmm. top was all jalapeno peppers. Yeah. So this is a... so Wicked, wicked. Wicked, hot. wicked. So it's 13 quarts, um, two half-gallon jars, and do the math on the other ones, nine half nine-quart jars. So I, they are packed as packed can be into that jar, and I break them, I crush them so that they, the, the, the cells are a little broken so there's like less air. And it's like, I think the brine is one tablespoon of kosher salt to every two cups of water. Okay. Because it doesn't take that much brine. So what I do with the all the, all the fermenting processes, first I have to struggle through getting the jars open because they're all rusted clothes. And mm. you're like, wank, wank, and try to open them up. And then I drain them all so that I have just the peppers and then just the brine and the brine is wicked hot anyway because it's seeds and it's the salt water and it's the peppers that have been sitting there for so long yeah and then um, i put all of the peppers through the food processor food processor and grind them grind them grind them grind them and put them back into a pot and then i start to use the i use a stick blender and i start to pour the brine back in to make the consistency i want and then it still keeps grinding it down and my stick blender kept overheating so i had to set it aside (laughs) and walk away and come back and pull out the fiber and keep doing it but i think i finally got the texture so out of um 13 quarts of hot peppers i got 31 10 ounce bottles and then a little bit Okay, but here's the thing. These these 10-ounce bottles are going to last for a long time because literally, uh, like when Missy said, here, try this. So she just dipped the spoon in the big in the big vat. Right, so there, there wasn't was nothing, anything in the spoon. Right, there wasn't a just whole a little bowl. trace on the spoon. Right. I taste it, and it's good. Here's the thing. I mean, it's good, and, and the heat... It kicks in, but like not quite immediately. You've got like a second and a half or so where you're like, ooh, that is tasty. And then, and then all of a sudden you're it's like, like fire in the back of your throat yep. and it just spreads to your tongue and it spreads to the roof of your mouth and it lingers there. And again, like that's just a, 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 a wee t- tasting yeah. of it, right? So we had uh, one of the one of my top five favorite comfort foods of all time tonight. We had tuna casserole for dinner and just again, just a little dab on top. And I know you're alive. And I had a little bit more than a little dab because I was just like, oh, what? But it looks so innocuous. It looks like it's like salsa verde because it's just it's this innocuous green. Looks like it's soothing and comforting, like aloe. And then it's kind of greenish brown. It's not a pretty color. 
it's kind of no, ugly. That's true. It's not but, like it's a bright green. But last year, the hot sauce, the orangey brownish, was even yeah. less time. Less yeah, no, it's not pretty so, looking. It's not pretty looking. But, but if it's, you like hot sauce, if you like it, and I'm, and so, and our friend Jimmy, who, who say, last year actually drank. Just he would just he just liked it so much that he would drink it. I don't think he's gonna be able to drink this. I'm, I bet money. I, I'm actually gonna put money on the fact that Jimmy's not gonna be able to drink a shot of this like he drank, drank the other stuff, or he will die and be afraid of the bathroom <laughs> forevermore. So we were so maybe this would be the vote. So we were thinking of calling it Green Death. Yeah, Corny Goat Farms Green Death, and then I was actually thinking of Corny Goat Farms Death by Pepper, or just calling it Miss Freckles. Wickedly hot sauce, and just like totally being like, oh, Miss Freckles, wickedly hot. Like, how hot can it be? Oh, yeah. All right, so you can cast your vote if you want via email. We we'll don't have like out. a special poll or anything. Nah, we don't. But uh, so this year, I have ghosts and I have habaneros, but I also have these other really special kind of hot peppers called capratinos. So this year's hot sauce. All right. It's going to be fun. It's like special small batches. So, uh, yeah, I think so. Right. Like I said, 31 uh, bottles. That's it. So, you know, you might be lucky enough over the course of the next year or so to get a bottle or two. But, but you uh, got to give me a good trade. Right. We, yeah, we, 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 we do barter edition. these, but it's barter. It's people. barter. It's and barter. I still have, if you don't want to take the risk on the habanero ghost pepper combo, we still have the last, we have five bottles of the last batch. Yeah. Just five though, and we're gonna yeah, exactly. So you're talking about like we really only have like two or three bottles, and that's yeah. the first hot sauce we made. So that's a collector's item. That is right a collector's there. item. I'll even autograph a bottle. <laughs> Miss E. All right, I tell you what, we're gonna take a, a quick break, but we have more forty acres in a full still to come from the picnic table here in the backyard as the sun is setting on a beautiful. Sunday, summer evening. Stick around. We'll be back with much more coming up right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the Chris Salcedo Show. The Republican Congress is saying, hey, insurance companies, yeah, we know that you colluded with Barack Obama to screw your country, and you abandoned capitalism, you abandoned free enterprise, and now that you've got your goodies ahead of time, and you got your billions and billions and billions of dollars in your coffers, and now you're starting to lose money, here come the Republican Party, you keep that money coming into our campaign coffers, and we'll bail you out. The Chris Salcedo Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Still to come here on this edition of 40 Acres and a Fool, we're going to get to your emails. Uh, I, I did think of one other disappointment, what? by the way. Freaking rain, man. We haven't had rain. hardly any. It has been crazy. It has been pouring up in Washington, D.C., pouring in Charlottesville, pouring along the, the border. All the folks that are enjoying their lake vacations are you know, kid, really aren't enjoying it. Wasn't one of our kids in King's Dominion Kings yesterday Dominion, yeah, where it was pouring. raining there? And seriously, this weekend, it was like the weather forecast. It's, the last time it really rained was Independence Day. Mm-hmm. And it was the evening of Independence Day, right after we set off our fireworks, we had rain. And that was really the last time we've had rain. Like significant rain. Right. So, Although I think <clears> I thought you said it poured a little on Saturday at 2 o'clock in the morning you woke up and it, it was did. It did. It did. Just for like an hour. Oh. And as of like Thursday, the weather forecast said it was going to start raining like Friday afternoon and it was going to rain all Friday night. 
all Saturday morning, all Saturday afternoon. We're going to get like 24 hours of a good soaking rain. We got like Big nope. maybe three hours and not of, a soak of rain. Right. Just maybe rain. maybe uh, 45 minutes of a good soaking rain. Yeah. So enough. I mean, like the, the grass is notably greener than it was just a couple of days ago, but... It's still crunchy. It, it is. It is crunchy, and I mean, it's just. It was disappointing to see that and know that. Uh, okay, we got to come and we got to come in, and then no. And that and, and like the, the radar. Seriously, like there have been times where it looked like it was like a storm donut, and we're just like in the in the dry hole. Right? It was just, I know. Hey, you said wank wank earlier. I let that go, so you got to let the dry hole comment go too. All right. We just got to move past it. I didn't even realize the other one. It probably had nothing to do with what you think it had anything to do with. No, it didn't. It had nothing to do with it. And just like the storm donut and the dry hole had nothing to do with it. So we're just going to get past it. Okay? You get the wank wank, I get the dry hole, and then we just move on from there. I think mine sounds like a better deal. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. Someone had to say it. All right. Let's let's focus. All right. Come on. That was good. Thank you Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, I'm disappointed that we have not had uh, nearly enough rain. No. Uh, meanwhile, we've got friends who are trying to put their house on the market, and it's like storms are bringing down tree branches. And they're just like 30 miles from us, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, that stinks. Yeah, it does. But, but uh, I don't care. I'd rather have the rain rather than, you know, bunnies in the yard eating grass, trying to eyeball my tomato plants. You see him right there? Oh, yeah. I He's see the big, bunny. Big fuzzy bunny, right? We should take a uh, quick t- time out to try to kill the bunny but yeah. uh, by the time we got up walked to the house I know. got the gun came back put on her ears I missed last time but I was really annoyed I thought that I well although I say I missed I it, I, I certainly didn't kill it dead in its tracks but there, it took a shot at the groundhog and it uh, scampered underneath the old cabin. I got my last groundhog though yeah yeah I know Big you did heavy one too yeah I know was I mama. know well, we still have at least one around and a good five or six rabbits that are just hanging out and starting oh, to eat more everything. more than that. They're all over the place. And they ate all of my little broccoli seedlings. Rob. And the broccoli rob in the little container, like one plant is left. Yeah, and they, they were, they've they been nibbling however, on the peppers. Have the pepper, not the Not the peppers themselves, but they've been nibbling on the pepper leaves. Well, something ate the pepper leaves, but it came from the above. I don't think that was a rabbit. I think that might have been a deer. You think? Mm-hmm. Uh. But deer and bunnies seem to have taste buds. Chickens eat hot peppers, and they don't. it doesn't register with them. Yeah. But the good thing about what we've got is, like, the the now that we have the... Uh, what's it? The brass yard. I'm not using the right word. But the, the cabbages and the bok choy and the stuff in the raisin beds out front... Mm-hmm. They're doing way better since we put, yes. we put the we put Chinese cabbage and we put broccoli something broccoli, broccoli uh, rapini broccoli rapini think broccoli as an Italian skinny supermodel because <laughs> that's what it is like broccoli usually has big stalks and big uh-huh. heads rapini is super skinny with it's little like a or rapier, tiny heads it's right? like, so like think of an Italian skinny supermodel or a green sword. That too. Okay. <laughs> and our zinnias are coming up. Yes. And starting to blossom. They are. And, and we're all at a, we're like, I thought their heads would be bigger, but they seem to be tiny, kind of smallish, but we'll let the next couple of blooms just come out. So what happened was, was like the first bloom came out and it's edible zinnia. And you and I both were like, well, let's try it. And we pulled a couple of leaves off and we popped it <laughs> in our mouth and we're like, yeah, I don't get it. 
it does taste like nothing. Right, I mean, it's... Like, they like said it's edible. They didn't say it was tasty. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, nasturtium is peppery, and I was expecting something like that, but, yeah. yeah it's they probably said a, it was edible. It's, it's probably a pretty garnish. Yes, it probably looks pretty in salads, and you can still eat, and it just tastes like lettuce. Exactly. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. So, I'm kind of sad that the nasturtiums actually didn't pan out, because they actually have flavor, um, but these are pretty. They are pretty. And, nice uh, to have some flowers in the garden. It is nice. It is nice. All right, we're going to step away for just a moment or two. When we come back, uh, we are going to get to your emails. Again, the email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com, 40acrefool at gmail.com. Stick around, and we'll be right back with... But wait. Well, yes. What's the snail mail address? Oh, the snail mail address is... Corny Goat Farm, P.O. Box 817, Farmville, Virginia, 23901 0817. There you go. So if you want to instigate. I tell you what, you could send us an trade. anniversary card because we're getting ready to celebrate 20 years of being I married. Oh! Uh, I got a birthday this week, so you want to you know, a email card? a birthday card or send a, not email. I can no, get email you, a birthday you, card too. Yeah, you could. If you wanna, but you know, just. Don't Send be lazy, one. man. Buy a buy a real birthday card. Or if you want to, really again, if you want to, you know, barter some stuff for hot sauce. Or you got something, yeah. Right. You can email us at the email address and see what you got to trade, and then we'll uh, <laughs> we can set you up with uh, an address and a and a drop. Yeah. So, uh, all right, stick around. <laughs> we'll be right back with much more Cam and Company. Oh, it's not Cam and Company. Doggone it. You can leave it. Just I'm go going ahead. to. We'll be back with much more Forty Acres in the Pool. And you can catch Cam and Company weekdays, 2 to 5 Eastern, on NRATV.com, midnight Eastern, 9 Pacific on Sirius X and Patriot 125, and on demand all the time at iHeartRadio and on iTunes. Wow, look at you with your commercial. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're awesome. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, On Demand. We will educate your children. We'll give you medicine when you're sick. And we might even bury you at the end of the day. But until then, we own you. Until then, you give us everything. Now, we might be really nice, and we might end up just charging you 70% income tax or 50% income tax, but um, no socialist politician would ever give you an answer to the question of what is the maximum percentage that any citizen should ever have to pay of tax. And no one will answer that. They don't want to rule out 100%. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. So next week, we might have a special 20th anniversary edition of our marriage, 40 Acres and a Fool. Like we might talk more about past 20 years, stuff like that. We can talk about how totally and completely cheap our wedding was. Yes, how to get married on less than $300. I think it was way, yeah, it was less than three for everything. Yeah. Dress, uh, from dress, dress to cake to... cake to preacher to... Like, right. Because I, I made my own wedding cake, and I made another cake, and I made a chocolate cake just because you need cake at a wedding. But, yeah, we totally should cover that next time. How to get married on less than $300. <laughs> In the meantime, we've got uh, emails from Michael, who uh, says, Swag is en route. Uh-oh. Yes. <gasps> uh, from the chicken broil. He said, funny story about shipping the swag from the chicken broil. I finally made it to the post office. 
Went in, realized I left my phone in the car. Since I had saved the address on my phone, I had to run back out and across the street to get it. I've done that. Came back in, filled out the form. Lady at the counter rang it up. $7.25. Cool. Then she realized I grabbed an express form, so she canceled it out, rang it up again. $26, but it'll be there Monday. Uh, I like you guys, but not $26 to ship it when the other option's way less. So we win that option, and the expected delivery date is Monday. So basically, I could have paid almost $20 more to get it to you same day. That's insane. I know insane. the post office needs money, but they can get it from some other suckers. Yeah, so. I, 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 I have, when everybody, when everyone else is complaining about our postal service, I have nothing but like snaps up for ours because we have a, a normal size box on the top of the road, mm-hmm. but we were always, you know, we live in the middle of nowhere, so we get a lot of packages shipped. And, uh, she is always so awesome about coming down, and I told her, I need to tell her now that I have my hearing aids, because I told her I couldn't hear sometimes when she's beeping mm. when I'm in my office, but I think I'm going to be able to hear it now. I so. think you're right. Yeah. So, Mike says, uh, you should have it on Monday. Don't get too excited. Nothing earth-shattering, but I thought it was cool. Just a token of our appreciation for all you do. Well, thank you very much for <gasps> that, Mike. Then we'll have to send him... Some hot sauce. Maybe a... Well, maybe he gets a special... Last year's, this year's. Oh wow! Package. Wow. I gotta make the labels though. We the, gotta make the, the new, labels first. The new batch. We gotta. You gotta send me that graphic so I can make it. Send it yeah. to my work email so I, I can, will uh, make the changes. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, and we're thinking about maybe even selling T-shirts with this year's hot sauce label. Yeah. Graphic on it as a. Corny goat. The uh, well-made screen-printed oh, ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't, cheap. like, oh, yeah, but, oh, so. Maybe you could, oh, you know what, you I could do I got a really you cool the, t-shirt uh, on, like, Etsy or something. Yeah. And it was bacon, but it was spelled out with, like, the, 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 the. the periodic table. The tiles from the, the periodic yeah. table. Those are the elements. Except for they did, like. It was, like, an iron-on. An iron-on. And so I put it through the wash and, like. Things started peeling off. And you're talking about small letters and everything, right? Trash, just garbage. But you could probably do Screen a uh, you could it. do a handmade tie dye version. I could yes, make a tie dye of anything. <laughs> uh, Larry writes in says, "Here's an idea. Maybe Missy and Jen Jakes or Stacy on the right should do a companion book to Heavy Lifting by Cam Edwards and Jim Carrity." Yeah, I, I think I replied back to Larry saying, "For females, can't I don't I don't think that's going to happen." They those they they write way better than I do. I just you know I'm just more awesome, but without the writing capabilities. If they want to write something, I'll edit it. But I'm not going to be part of that. I don't think. All right, so much for that, Larry. Sorry. Sorry. Larry. All right, LD writing in says I was wondering. My daughter got herself hitched back on uh, July 15th, so that had us going over to Muskogee, Oklahoma, mm. kind of halfway between uh, Siloam Springs. In, Can- in, uh, in Tulsa, but we tend yep. to take the scenic Highway 10 that runs right along the Illinois River. On the way home, he says we stopped at a restaurant called Del Rancho. I don't know why anybody oh. would stop at Del Rancho. I like Del Rancho. I know you like Del Rancho. Del Rancho and, and me and everybody else just gets a stomach ache. Oh, Del Rancho was awesome. Anyway, LD says, uh, back in my youth, he says it got me thinking. And by the way, they got the chicken fried steaks. Because of course they did. Because well, they stopped at Del Rancho. Get at Del Rancho. He said, back in my youth, I remember if you wanted to have a popular restaurant, it was a given that you had to serve a chicken or country fried steak. It was a matter of pride to have a good one. Newspaper was published who would uh, uh, vote by readers as having the best chicken fried steak. Now it's more than likely that most restaurants you go to won't have it on the menu. We also thought about stopping at a certain pecan grove in the Tahlequah area just to say hello and call it the first ever 40 acre fool fan fest. That would be that awesome. Would be, that would have been very cool. Uh, LD, now before we move on to the uh, the question from LD, I will just say, 
There are still some places, LD, where a good chicken fried steak is still appreciated. I, I you know, but you, you, you got. I, I, I will give you this. I bet it's going to be local places. Like I can't think of a, a chain. No. Right. Applebee's. No. Chili's. No. Fridays. No. Like none of those places have um, a good chicken fried steak. Bricktown Brewery used to have a really good chicken fried steak, and they had a chicken fried steak with green beans and mashed potatoes, and your choice of a coke or a beer for like five ninety five for lunch. I don't even know that Bricktown Brewery is still around, honey. It's been well, a while since we've lived in Oklahoma City. I think it's still there. I but, hope it's still and, there. And besides, they had good chicken fried steak. The proper sides for a chicken fried steak is mashed potatoes. And cream. So you gravy. get the extra gravy. And then fried okra. <sighs> mm. I like, I, I actually, what's really funny about fried okra was I grew up in the suburbs of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And we all know it's the Garden State, yeah. But uh, we lived in the suburbs and we had like little blocks and everybody had a fenced yard. But our neighbors, uh, they they aren't around anymore, and the, the name is so generic that I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Mr. and Mrs. Evans, they had the coolest garden, and they actually had a rabbit in their backyard. And they grew okra. And one time, they invited me and my sister over to eat, and we ate dinner with the, the Evanses, and we went home and ate dinner with my mom, too. Um, but they made uh, deep-fried okra and creamed corn. And they grew the corn in their backyard in... Pennypacker in Willingboro. Yum. New Jersey. Like, really? This is so suburbs. Like, it's crazy how they did it. But they also had blue roses. Mrs. Evans was, like, the most wonderful gardener. But I had uh, deep-fried okra when I was that age, and I loved it. It was weird, and it was textural, and it was slimy, and it was crunchy. It was really funky. Well, uh, so fast forward to like 1997, and I'm living in Oklahoma City working at the Oklahoma Blood Institute. And they're having a luncheon for the president for his birthday, and someone brings a big box of fried okra from Grandy's. Oh, Grandy's. Oh, I loved Grandy's. And so oh. she turns to me and says, well, you might not know what these are, but this is called fried okra. <laughs> and I was like, uh, actually, yeah, I had fried okra when I, the first time for when I was like seven in New Jersey. So... And then she said, and these are gizzards. You might not know what these are. Well, and you have been like, yeah, I don't. What are no. those? And so that was the only awkwardness mm, was that. The, you you brought up the gizzards, and gizzards thing oh later. Gosh. Also from Grandy's. Yes. And I thought, why on earth is a chain restaurant sh- selling the fried offal? But, you know... Fast forward to now, and awful is a main item on some high-end restaurants, yep. and and we're also being told to expect to start eating insects. And to be honest, I think I'd start. <laughs> I'd rather eat uh, lizard, livers, and gizzards than crickets and locusts any day. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, so uh, LD was also wondering. Uh, he says, "What's it like working for the NRA? I imagine there's some pretty epic company picnics or Independence Day celebrations. Have you met all the board?" members i honestly don't think that there would be a day that i wouldn't sit back in my chair and just say to myself i seriously have the best job in the free world well larry i gotta tell you that that usually happens around 10 o'clock uh in the morning and usually happens uh after i get done with the show every day i usually kick back and say i have the best job but you haven't met all world. the board members i have not met all of, of the board members no because typically what happens is during the annual meeting so the nra's board of directors 76 uh board members meet four times a year um, typically the only time I would be around would be during the annual meeting 
and the board meetings actually take place right after the the weekend of the annual meeting has concluded. The board sticks around for a couple of days, and they have their board meeting. I've always got to go back to work, so right. I have met, I would say, uh, several dozen of the board members, and I'm meeting new ones all the time. And we're seeing, you know, new board members come up because there are elections every year. But I got to tell you, Larry, I mean, I, I am really lucky, and I have met so many awesome NRA just, members. Just regular people, too. Yeah, well, like, that's what I'm saying. Olympians like Olympians and uh, American military heroes, like, you you do kind of have a really cool job. I do have a really cool job. But, you know, it, whether it's the people who are are famous or just the people who are, are not famous, but I'm telling you, like, there are so many awesome NRA members, and every one of them, I think, has a really incredible story to tell, so... Didn't we run into, like, we were at Lowe's shopping one day, and I thought it was somebody that actually knew you, and they came up to you, and I was just like, I'm just going to keep shopping. And it was someone who just recognized you, and you had your start moment in our local Lowe's that day, and I was just like, oh, I did not realize. (laughs) How weird is that? Yeah, because you're not around that stuff, and it's good. It's okay. It was really strange the one time I was around it when I got to go to Vegas that year. That was so weird being around my famous husband. Like, (laughs) most of the time, I'm like just like, yeah, you're my husband. This is your job. Right. But though that sort of genre where you're like, you're one of the stars, it was... It was really weird. Well, I don't. I don't but think we of had myself a fantastically as wonderful tenor. We did. And hopefully, one day we'll be able to go back. Uh, I like it whenever you can travel with me, but I realize it's very, very difficult. But you know, the good thing is, Larry, I, I do. Uh, I do really, truly enjoy what I do, and I love the people that I work with, and I love the people that are within the NRA. It's just you know whether it's the people working at headquarters. Or the the millions of NRA members around the country. I mean, these are just some of the best people that you will ever have the opportunity to meet. And they're the most diverse. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing that no one understands. Yep. No one outside of it. Right. Like, uh, all of the aunties. Yes. I'm just trying to sum a bunch of mouth words <laughs> That's up fine. so that I don't get in trouble with my politics. All of the aunties want to paint us as just really bad, evil, kind of mean people. And that's not the case at all. No, but, so. but you know, trying to portray us that way, uh, they think, makes their job easier. Well, it's easier to, to vilify someone. Yeah, it is. All right, listen, unfortunately, the uh, sun is setting... The Game of Thrones is coming on soon. I don't want you to miss any of that. I'm always looking out for you, honey. Thank you. So, uh, thank you for being a part of this edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. I promise we'll get back to a weekly schedule. The kids are going back to school, so our summer vacation is basically over. Yeah. We have it's my, back to I the grind. My, my last big hurrah. I've ground my peppers. I've, I've, oh, I finished the first section of my big blanket that I'm working on. I for know. Us. I'm excited about that. You're a quarter of the way through. Yep. And I've been working on the novels, so it's uh, been making progress there. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully soon I'll be able to actually talk about the novel and when it might be coming out, but uh, not hopefully, quite there yet. And hopefully soon I'll be able to talk about tomatoes and how to can them best. Right. The best sauces to make. And yeah, this is going to be a good year, babe. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I hope that you have a fantastic week until we talk again 
Be safe. Have fun. Live a little. Learn a lot. And we'll talk to you soon with more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.